0: When it's different, it's different, go position by position, ain't no issue, in commission, as a commission I just listen, they envision my vision and my division I'm stealing, cause I be willing and deal if I meet a trade, cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ay, and I'm a junkie, ay, ain't no denying my supply, I'm a junkie, ay, see I'm a junkie, ay, and I'm a junkie, ay, be getting high off my supply, I'm a junkie, ay.
1: Hello everybody, welcome to episode 123 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast. Proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network or the DAP Network, if you will. And we do consistently because Daddy Russ wants us to. With <laughs> me tonight in the B chair, we've got the one and only portfolio player, Scott Sidlow. How you doing tonight, Scott?
2: What's up, man? Uh,
1: another
2: Thursday night, another game happening. Luckily, I really don't give a shit about this game. So I don't mind being here tonight. And actually, sometimes. You just have those great guests that you don't mind
1: being here, regardless of who's playing.
2: And that's
0: one of those nights
1: tonight. So yeah. let's do it. Hey. Yeah. So we we have the one and only Casey Kasem on the pod tonight. How you doing tonight, Casey?
3: Great, especially now that I'm here with you guys. I'm having a good night. I'm not watching the football. I mean, the football game's on, but I don't care about it either. I'd rather be here.
1: I'm with you. I just like having it on in the background. It's like real football that kind of matters. I mean, again, we're in week 14 at this point. We've gone a long way. Uh, There is a whole bunch, a whole bunch of of people that are out of the playoffs and are looking to the future. There's some that are lucky enough to be in the playoffs. And then there's the, the few in the middle that are kind of still waiting for this week 14 lineup to kind of come through and save the day or, you know, see how things go. So this is a really odd time of year because, again, with the extra season, this is kind of like that bonus week. Uh, used to be week 14 started a lot of playoffs now that all got pushed back to 15. So it's kind of like that extra week in the middle of the year, which makes it for interesting conversations. So we'll, we'll get into some fun things tonight. Before we do, I definitely want to kick it over to you, Casey, for our manscaped read for the night. You said you'd be happy to do this. And we're oh, gonna take yeah. Up on
3: it. You know, yes, this is my first time reading this, guys and gals. So bear love with it. me. Bear with me here. OK, we love it. We love it. <laughs> Support. For Dynasty Junkies, is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. So I've been told. Um, Their products are (laughs) precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Hey, that's like a rhyme. Uh, Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over... Uh, Oh, sorry, because I can't read. That was Manscaped. Okay. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code junkies at manscaped.com. Also, if my math's correct, that's about 14 million balls, about 14 million more balls than I'd like to think about at the moment. Thanks.
1: <laughs> well played Casey. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you for that. Excellent. Nice read. <laughs> best oh read yeah. That was ever. the best
3: read ever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love <laughs> it. I love and it. Yeah, Mans- sales this- just went on this show anyway. <laughs> no,
1: no, it was amazing. Use the use code to check out, everybody. It's almost
3: Christmas, you know, that's right. Yeah. A minute gift. You, you got to, if you have that
0: man in your life,
1: you have that hairy man in your life that could use some scaping, yeah. you know, yeah. pick up the code junkies and get 20% off a checkout. We'll call that a it's day. I think that was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Phenomenal work. Very happy. Thank you very much. Thank Lisa, you. For helping Hit
3: us. me up, Manscaped. I need a sponsorship. There you
1: go. Actually, <laughs> you they, they might. They're actually really interesting to work with. And we, we really like them being a sponsor. So with that, Dumped. though, with that, let's move into our next segment. News and notes. News and notes to play one more time because Har hard yeah, got come cut come off there. Week come 13 come headlines. Here we go. So week 13, it's it's obviously, like I said before, this is where we're getting down to the stretch. We're getting into the really the, the meat of the end of the season. It's getting rough. Another
2: week of misery.
1: <laughs> oh, injuries keep piling up. I think the biggest one is the Ken Walker injury. I really do feel like that was the most important one. You could argue the Jimmy Garoppolo injury and in Superflex. That really hurt me in a couple leagues where I really needed him. And now I have to start I think I'm starting Baker in one league who's playing tonight. Luckily, because I was like, I think he plays, and I'm risking it. And another, I'm starting you know Brock Purdy in a league, so maybe Garoppolo. But before we get to that, I do want to talk about Ken Walker. I mean, with Brees Hall going down, Ken Walker kind of jumped ahead of him a little bit in value. I think a lot of people started really relying on Ken Walker. But with this injury, who's the next man up for Seattle? Is it anyone that we care about? Scott, I'll kick it to you first. What do you think about this?
2: No. Um well played, you know, that's all you need. Yeah. Analysis over. Yeah, basically, <laughs> the there's just too many options. Uh DJ Dallas is also hurt. Um, Homer didn't even play last week. He's really more of a third down back, but now he could be back, and then you got Tony Jones there. I mean, there's just too many options. So um for me, it's easy because I have like six or seven of each guy just spread throughout right. the portfolio. So, whatever, you know, we'll just see it'll come down to Sunday and if two guys are ruled out and there's just one or two of those guys going, then maybe I start one. Uh, If I need to just throw somebody in on a team where I'm not making the playoffs, perfect. You know, that's a legit start, right? You know, Hey, plug that guy in. nobody can say anything about that. So that's really what I'm using those guys for. Um, But ultimately I don't think you're replacing Walker anyway. He's really, honestly kind of tailed off here the last few games i don't know if it's the rookie wall if it's the offense the, the touchdowns have saved him but he hasn't really been oh, yeah. that good the last few weeks um and it you know again it may not be his fault it may be the rookie wall i don't know um but you know we'll, we'll just see what happens here i would guess he'll be back but for me personally a lot of teams that i have him on are not competitive teams like i took him with like top you know pick so they're these teams I don't really care if I have them or not so um you know I think just in redraft I think my two redraft leagues I had him in both so I guess he's screwing me there more than he's screwing me in dynasty well
1: that's what it is with me I got him here right yeah I got him in one redraft league where the playoffs start this week because it's one of those like three leagues that join together for a Mm. title and so the weeks you know everything starts a little earlier and uh, I'm not happy about it not happy about it. Like that's that's not ideal. So what do you think, Casey? Are you worried about Ken Walker at all? Or does it really like affect you in any way?
3: Well, personally, it doesn't affect me because do you ever get like blindness to a certain team where you just like don't pay attention to them at all? And you don't because you don't have any exposure to any of the players on that team. And that's kind of what Seattle is for me, even though I know there are yeah. players on that roster that I'd want on my fantasy team. I just totally just blank when it comes to all that stuff. So it doesn't affect me personally, but I know like <laughs> it's it's a, a tricky situation and right now we have like bye weeks still going on and all this other yes. stuff that you have oh, to worry God. about on top of that so like yes yeah, I like don't have any quarterbacks in one like like I yeah like you just said I just went to look so I could pick Brock Purdy up um yeah. but it's the same kind of thing I don't think that I would want to replace him with you know the next man up or whatever I just like
1: well, I definitely want to talk, talk about mention. bye weeks at some point here because <laughs> this is a brutal week for buys. But I'm seeing, I mean, again, Ken Walker, I, I saw he didn't practice today again on Thursday. And then even DJ Dallas didn't practice today. So that makes me think it's like, is it Travis Homer? Is it Tony Jones? Do, do we get a weird like Sunday kind of Walker's okay and is going to play? Like it just, it's chaos. And in fantasy, you don't need any extra chaos, especially in a week like this when your playoff hopes might be on the line. Let's do get into that Garoppolo injury though. And I, I think this one's again, it depends on how you look at it. I think in, in most leagues, the Garoppolo injury is probably more impactful. Um, I know I had him, like I said, in a couple leagues where, you know, I had Brock Purdy in one on a taxi squad. I got lucky uh, that I kind of was able to stash him a little bit just because I thought with – with uh, uh, oh, man, who, who was the – Trey Lance. I was thinking Jalen Hurts With Trey Lance getting hurt, I was like, well, Garoppolo might get traded or something. You never know. And it, they could, you know, let Brock Purdy shine. Now I'm nervous. I'm like, oh, okay, I don't really <laughs> – <laughs> I don't know if I really wanted to bank on that Brock Purdy breakout, but I mean, I don't know much about Brock Purdy other than he's a quarterback who's starting in the NFL. That's about all I need right now in Superflex in some places, just to be like, hey, why not? You can do a quick three-yard pass to CNC, and he breaks it out for 70 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, that offense of any is kind of primed for a QB. Um, I, I mean, are you happy about starting Brock in that one league you just mentioned, Casey, or are you kind of nervous?
3: <laughs> I'm not happy about it, but I'm going to do it because, uh, okay, yeah. so it's a redraft league it's not Dynasty, so it makes me feel, I don't know. I'm I'm not doing very well in that league anyway, so I don't really care that I have to start Brock Purdy. I'm just going to do it. Um, yeah. But, but my, I mean, my other quarterbacks are – so I had Jimmy Garoppolo and Aaron Rodgers is on by. And who's the last guy? Uh, yeah, Taylor Heineke. <laughs> <go>. <laughs> so that's where you're getting, you know, nice. what you're getting. So Brock Purdy, sure, why not? I mean, if you're going to have to, like, toss a – uh, if you're going to have to toss, like, you know, just some – Somebody in there. You might as well take Mister Irrelevant. And hope for the best. I don't know. I do that sometimes. I just, you know, oh, you gotta hope for oh, that. Yes. That, like you said, that McCaffrey takes it. You know, like, yeah, you gotta hope for something like that
0: to happen. Well,
1: so again, my just well, we can use this to pivot even into buys because in my uh, HQ three league where I'm, I think I'm eight and five. I'm like right on the edge. I, I think I'm gonna make the playoffs. So I feel pretty confident, but my QB room. It's pretty brutal heading into this week. It was Jimmy Garoppolo and Russell Wilson were my starters. That's not ideal. Like that is not great. And then (laughs) I had PJ Walker, Nathan Peterman, Davis Mills, Jordan Love, Teddy Bridgewater. Like I'm just trying to like find luck somewhere. You're in it is incredible, right? Yeah. Well, it's my receivers that have carried me, but here's the, here's the pivot. My running backs, my running backs. You're going to love this. My running backs, Uh, (laughs) Jonathan Taylor, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Antonio Gibson, all on a buy. All of those earning backs are on a buy. So I'm starting (laughs) Jarek McKinnon and Dontrell Hilliard with Brock Purdy and Russell Wilson. Like I, if I win this week, I am buying a lottery ticket because that is ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like that's just where we are. It's just where we are with buys and injuries and late in the season. Like I'm just, I'm that, that gif of like Sheldon Cooper throwing up all the papers. Like I give up, you know what I mean? Like it's, I'm done. Let's see what happens. Pretty brutal.
2: Game. I mean I I would be I mean I was actually mad I didn't get Brock Purdy on a team where I was 9 and 0. I had 300 more points than the second place team and now I don't even think I'll get a bye because I had Lamar Fields uh Mills and Wilson and all within 10 days, two got hurt, two got benched and yeah. then of course Fields is on bye now and Lamar's hurt and <laughs> Then Mills might get his job back, but I already dropped oh. Mills because I had to get so it's a it's Same. a keeper league. It's not a dynasty league. So yeah. drop Mills, but I dropped Mills like, in one
1: league too. I was like,
0: Damn, I, I wish I had
2: Purdy, <laughs> you know, like that's where I'm at right now. So yeah. uh that's week fourteen in a nutshell, right? But yeah. I had lots of Brock Purdy on rosters already because if anyone had listened to Kyle Shanahan talk about this dude at all mm. throughout the season, um he liked him. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna stash him because he's the next man up if anything happens. And like people are like, oh, they're gonna claim Baker. They're they signed Josh Johnson. Like, okay, cool, like whatever. But Purdy's been there the whole time. Uh, he's in the system. They drafted him, they like him. So he's a dink and dunk guy. He's like a Jimmy G junior, you know. Right. So he's not gonna right. do anything explosive. He's not gonna get you anything with his legs, but look at all the weapons around him. Like the guy can get you 20 points. Like I, I really That's think exactly right. I have no problem starting him. I, I think he can, he can do okay. Um, even in Scott fishbowl where I think Casey and I are fighting for our lives here. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. and, and, you know, even starting <laughs> in a league like that, <laughs> you know, Yeah.
3: again, man, I don't Yeah. Think I'm I have pretty any sure quarterbacks in there. <laughs>
2: yeah. Fields is on by, uh, I don't, I don't have anybody left there either. I think. And, it's crazy because I had Ritter and I was stashing him for a few weeks oh. and then I had to drop him. And then um. now, so yeah, that's, you know, I don't think I'm making a pass this week.
1: Well, I, well, hopefully you do. Um, but I, that's actually another piece of this is that the quarterback carousel kind of in a way, right. We've got finally the, the news of Mariota being benched for Ritter, which I think is a good thing for that offense because you. it can't get any worse. I mean, like honestly, yeah. like Mariota was just looking like trash. And then, of course, Baker getting signed by the Rams and then what What three days later is playing for them. Like, this is just bonkers to me. Like, this is where we're at with the QB position right now. There's just we need some new ones. We need some fresh blood. Right. Um, I I have Baker on a couple teams. One of them I know is a rebuild and I, I got him for, you know, a, like a throw in or something like just why not add it to my bench? And I'm like, I kind of hope he plays well so he we adds some value and I can trade him away. You know what I mean? But yeah. Do we think Baker with the Rams could actually do something? I mean, like they don't have cup, they don't have Robinson. They obviously don't have Odell. He's not going back there. I mean, like this team is just, it's Van Jefferson and Tyler Higbee and Cam acre. Like, it seems like a ragtag group. I mean, Casey, what do you think about the Rams right now? I mean, you're an NFC lover. Of course, you probably follow the Rams a little bit,
3: right? Yeah. A little bit. And like, I have a supervisor who went to OU, so she's like a fan of all the quarterbacks in in the NFL that are, went to OU. So Baker's one of those guys. Oh, Baker! So we talk about you know, and I really I held on to him as long as I could in my heart, thinking that you know if you just a change of scenery, just a new yeah, team. Yeah. But he did that, and <laughs> what? And <Yeah>. then, <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know. I, I I'd like to see him be able to do something because I like him. I I do genu- genuinely like him, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's such a, like you said, a ragtag group of people, big, you know, so it's, it's really hard for me to feel comfortable, but I'm going to probably end up having to start him in a couple of leagues as well. Cause I held on to him too. Cause you never know. I had a feeling yeah. somebody was, you know, you're not going to just leave. Him well, he's there. still
1: a number one overall pick, even yeah. if he doesn't, you know, have a, have a, like a solidified job somewhere. He's going to start at some point. I didn't think it was going to be this week. But I, I don't think he's like Josh Rosen, like one of those guys that like was all name and did nothing. I mean, Baker yeah. won a playoff game for the Browns, right? So like he actually isn't terrible. I'm and, confused by that. So well,
3: yeah, and the thing is too, like the way that he got kicked out of Cleveland, basically like remember when they won a game and like hadn't won a game in forever, and everybody was freaking out and getting the beer from the you know yeah one yeah, one yeah. Whatever? yeah yeah the yeah. whole thing, and then was awesome. all of a sudden everybody hates wasn't that him. long ago. <laughs> yeah, like that was a, like.
1: Two or wow. three, or oh, three years ago, probably, but like Thursday night football, I believe, wasn't it? Man, um, that was like a crazy. Tyrod Taylor, I think, was the quarterback at the time, and they benched him for Baker, and he ended up winning. And it was like, yeah, it was everybody was going nuts? He was, he was that yeah. team's QB for the future, and like, then he gets, you know, shipped mm-hmm. off to Carolina. They get he gets cut from Carolina, which is not a good thing. <laughs> no, but that team is so bad. Like maybe, yeah, like you said, maybe this is a good thing. I guess. Where are you at with Baker, Scott? Overall, do you have him on any of your rosters?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've got a few hanging around but I wasn't that big on him coming out um you know I just I didn't love him um as a prospect so thing is I don't think he's going to do anything rest of season necessarily but like if he can just show enough and if McVay can just like him enough like I think he's got that personality that fight that like that like me against the world thing and I think McVay can use that mm-hmm. um and I think you know Stafford like let's be honest the dude is just a badass he's so tough he's played through he's literally been like I mean all these years in Detroit you know that I watched him just get annihilated and and just like (laughs) he has been injured for his whole career and like would you be shocked if he just called it a day um you know Mm. and and just especially where the Rams are right now with their situation I mean they're in big trouble they need to they, well, they don't have any picks out there, right? Yeah, like that's the they don't have thing. Any picks, they don't have any cap space, um, they don't have anything. So, so they, they're gonna they have
3: to that... but they got a super bowl. That's right. But they got a super bowl. <laughs> that's right. So
2: now do you say, okay, let's kind of reload and we can use Baker here for next year and he can kind of bridge us to the future,
3: mm, I can you know, like
2: that. Be, be kind okay. of a project. Like I, I would not be shocked yeah, I'm if
1: saying. he's there next year.
2: I, I, didn't, I didn't even really it.
3: think about that. I I don't yeah. know why I didn't think like he could be there.
1: Well, he really yeah could, he really could. I got a couple of things. I'm repping Detroit tonight. If you're watching live on YouTube, feel free uh, on the DAP Network channel. But I, you know, my my wife is a Detroit fan. We uh, went to the the Bears Lions game. Watched the Lions win by a single point, which was an interesting Thank game. God, uh, that pick, baby, right? Uh, I actually had a lot of Bears fans that were happy about that too, which was yeah. confusing. And then I was like, Oh wait, no, I get it. I get it. You don't want to win right now. That <laughs> was a fun um, game too. Fun, <laughs> really fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But no. But back to your point on Stafford. I mean, you make a great point there too. I mean. This team is is kind of like some of my dynasty teams where I sell all my picks to go all in. And then the next yep. year I, I, I might win the title. You know, let's say that happens exactly like this. I won the title, I'm looking good. And then the next year I'm like, uh, all I got Everybody is vets got that are quick. injured. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, and now, yeah. Now I'm looking for something at the bottom of the barrel to start over. And it's a three-year rebuild, right? I mean, there are definitely times and I've had a couple dynasty teams that are in that two-year rebuild, right? Where that's mm-hmm. kind of what the Rams are looking like if they don't do anything here. And maybe you're right. Maybe Baker's the guy. Maybe he's the one that turns that around. I don't know. I don't think Stafford retires. I do think he's still got some fight in him. I don't think he's going to give up like that. But I would not be shocked at all if they keep Stafford and Mayfield on the roster next year. It's not so much giving up. I mean,
2: his wife, I mean, all the issues she's had, they have like 17 kids. I mean, (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm. he's He's pushing people off of
2: like, you know, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's done everything there is to got do. Got a lot of stuff. Like,
3: pizza commercials. I mean, yeah. hello, Little I Caesars. I mean, those pizza
2: commercials will will pay for Love a couple us. of college tuitions. But, you know, pizza, I mean, pizza. Yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of Detroit,
1: Little Caesars, right there. I know,
0: right?
2: I know. Was,
1: actually, I thought it was a really fun uh, ad and a really fun brand, comp- like you know, combination with him going to Little Caesars. I'm like, oh, it's a shout out. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I guess I guess on all of this, I mean, we're talking about some news and headlines and things like that. Quarterbacks kind of dominating the 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 landscape this week. Are there any other running backs or receivers that we want to talk about? Anybody got any interesting news? I know there was some talk about uh, Zach Ertz having an ACL tear that was kind of new information, like that wasn't quite you know revealed until recently. Yeah. So yeah, that that puts him on a longer timeline to come back. I still think he'll be fine for the beginning of next year, but honestly, who knows? That's another player that could just decide to hang it up. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I do think he sticks around. I do think Zach Ertz comes back, but. They've got Trey McBride in the wings. Maybe this is the time to see if McBride actually can do something for that team. I don't know. I mean, there's some question marks there. But anyone else, I guess, that you can think of, Scott, that you want to bring up? Yeah, I want
2: to bring up a guy that I have, like, no shares of, but I just made, like, a last-minute trade deadline, like, dump my old guys to, like, look towards next year deal. And I got him back as part of it, and that's J.K. Dobbins. There you
1: go.
2: I don't like him. Uh, I don't like where he played college. I didn't like him as a prospect. I don't want to root for him, and my full plan is to trade him before he ever plays a game on my team. Um, but I'm kind of curious. I feel like I got a little bit of a value uh, to get him, and so yeah. What'd you would you pay? Like, well, it's it kind of a big trade, so um, I'd have to I'd have to pull it up. It was a
1: lot of well, I'm just curious. You said you got a good value. Uh, I just I was just wondering. I felt
2: yeah. I mean, I felt like overall the trade was a good value, so I would have to.
1: Well, sometimes that's the the reason enough right it's just to be like i can't say no to this i'm like, just I mean, getting I'm like, younger i'm not gonna on. make
2: the playoffs like my team's mm-hmm. been in contention forever and i'm just trying to get like to the next
1: uh... oh i have it
2: right here actually so trade deadline um he really needed a quarterback and so i had daniel jones who i just figured whatever uh and i traded daniel Can I find it here? Okay, I lost it. Hold on. I thought I had it here.
1: Oh, man. You lost it. I lost it. Okay, Okay, I got it.
2: Okay. It is the stupid sleeper on my computer. You know, I can't can't pull it up fast. Okay. All right. I got it. It is. I traded Daniel Jones, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, and Foster Morrow for... Matt Corral, JK. Dobbins, Daniel Bellinger, and a 23 first. Ooh. So essentially, um, I don't really care about Corral. We're going to a tight end premium next year. So just give me a young tight end and Bellinger yeah. that I like. Uh, you know, basically think of it as like maybe Evans for the first and like Fournette for Dobbins. Yeah, is I don't kind mind of the it. way that you could break that down maybe so or even Daniel Jones for Dobbins maybe. Um, so I feel like I'm totally fine with that, but I guys, I don't have on my team. I don't know as much about, so I just don't have many shares of him and I haven't really followed him. I don't know much about him, but I don't know what your guys thoughts are. Your outlook is for him for the future. Dobbins? I think he comes back. Yeah. I think yeah. he comes back this year. Does he play? Does he gain value in the off season? Do you think he still has a future as a guy? Cause I remember not long ago on trade addicts, you know, Russ was talking about trading two first him. I was like, yeah. Whoa, two first. I would sell him so fast. <laughs> you know,
1: like yeah. if
3: I
2: had any, I'd be selling them. You know, so I
1: feel yeah, like I, I would love to get two first for Davins right now. What do yeah. you think, Casey? I let you see, uh, I'll let you go first.
3: Well, you know the running back landscape is so crazy right now, especially with less and less bell cows, and and you know not knowing who's going to be the starter year in and year out. Like I don't know if he. I mean, I can see. Somebody wanting him and you being able to get, you know, b- before he even plays, before he even touches the field. Like, that is yeah. to me, that's what I'd want to do in that situation yeah. as well. I, I would want to try to find somebody that I know either is kind of high on him or has, like, you know, players that get injured a lot or something like that. Even, I mean, yeah, he gets injured, but you know what I mean? Like, you're trying He's to find somebody. So. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, try to find somebody that's l- looking for a player like that. And, and, maybe is looking for somebody that can give him that high upside and, you know, I'm, there's always people value players so differently. So you're always going to be able to find somebody to work with you. (laughs) Well,
1: ultimately that's what it comes down to is that somebody has got to like him more than you do. Right. That's really what it is. And it shouldn't uh, be be, hard. This is a 12 team league. So I'm guessing there's 11 teams that
2: like him better than I.
1: When everybody obviously has their own valuation of players, you're exactly right. There's a lot of people that are willing to take the risk and willing to take the gamble, so to speak. And then there are some that are just like maybe like Scott, where it's like, nah, I'm out and done. I don't want to deal with it, you know, and I'm willing to call it a day. I think Dobbins comes back. But ultimately, I do think we will know at the NFL draft if that's going to happen or not, because if the Ravens draft someone else. Uh, you know, sayonara, Dobbins, you're out, right? If they don't, then they're leaning on Dobbins. Because I don't think okay. Gus is the answer. I don't think Drake is the answer. Like, obviously, Dobbins would be their best back. So, I, I just, you know, we'll we'll see in could April. could a which gamble is, to
2: say, let's hold him through the draft and see if
1: he's. Yep. I also think, though, out. you're on the right page <laughs> there, though, Scott. Yeah. Find someone who still likes him, who is upside, who is optimistic about him, that is willing to give you a first and a second or something, right? I mean, that's going to be harder and harder to do as we get closer to the draft. But, I mean, yeah. as kind of a sidebar, I know on uh, Trade Addicts, when they had Ryan McDowell finally on, uh, he was talking about how he's kind of underwhelmed with this 23 class. And I've, I've had similar thoughts. I was like, we I always want to hype things up. but have been my 23 picks out, like crazy. Yeah, everybody's talking about, like, these are the picks. And we don't even know who's declaring officially yet. There's still some question marks about that. The transfer portal just opened and a lot of players are in there. There's going to be a lot of shakeup in college. And I, I would not be shocked if we see some players stay just because – why not? I mean, like, you, you know, there's just, who knows? There's just, who knows? So part of me is like, well, 23 picks are gold until they're not. And I think yeah. this happens every year too, where I know when I do my own you know, analysis and I listen to a lot of smart people, like we talked about Casey, it's like, I get my tears together and I'm like, all right, there's seven guys that I want. Well, I've got the 109. Well, guess what? I don't want that 109 anymore. I'll send the 109 for Dobbins. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm using that kind of roundabout term. Like, I don't yeah. know that for sure yet, but at that, right, when I there's gotcha. that tear break, I'm like, and mm-hmm. if I'm on the clock at 109, right? And that's just not what I was hoping for. or All the guys I like are gone. That's when that trade can happen that you never thought would happen. Where you're like, oh, well, you wouldn't have given me a first six months ago, right? But, well, cards have settled a little, you know? And I think that's where we're going with this. But with well, that, any other headlines or news that you want to bring just up? just out of
3: question because you guys know more about, like, Dynasty in general than I do, okay? So I like to pick people's brains to try to figure out what you do in certain situations, whatever. You were talking about the... The draft, how Ryan was talking about the draft class, not, yes. So if you were rebuilding and you had a handful of firsts for 2023, would you be looking to move as many of those for, or would you be looking to hold on to them and,
2: no, I'd I'd hold them for now. I'd hold them for for sure. Yeah.
3: And like, then when also when the draft starts, is that a good time to like also, start uh trading those first right because doesn't the okay definitely and i always look at it as like
2: (laughs) if if you're gonna give me like a proven player that i like for picks like i just never understood like why people would be like well how many firsts would it take for josh (laughs) allen and i was like well it wouldn't i wouldn't trade josh allen for just picks it doesn't make any sense why would i do that um, but if you can reverse it and go the other way and somebody's like, Hey, uh, if you give me the one oh one and one of your other firsts, then you can have, you know, Allen or Herbert or any of those top guys that you like Mahomes, whatever. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can have some rookie that's, we have no clue what's going to happen with, and I'll take the proven guy for sure. So yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. But at this point right now where we are, I would hang on to him because the value is only going to go up. Those picks, they can't get hurt. Right. So they're, they're not going to not going to score any points they're not going to make a worse pick for you and uh, they can't get hurt so they can't lose value and so yeah that that's that's going to be a good thing to look forward to and then um, you know I always look to trade when I'm on the clock no matter what like I'm rarely just like I'm not that team that runs up to the the podium and turns in my card as soon as I'm I'm on the clock, right? Like I'm going to wait it out a little bit. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to see if I get some offers. Like I'm going to see what happens because if somebody really wants that pick, there's a really good chance I can get a proven veteran for, you know, essentially a lottery ticket. I don't care how, you know, slam dunk everybody says like B. John Robinson is, but like behind him after that, I, this class is, there's lots of cool, fun players for sure. But like the quarterbacks, I don't know. You know, yeah. I don't know. Bryce young, he's really small. Um, CJ Stroud is not, he did not look
1: good in that Michigan game. He did
2: no. not look good. He's got some, I don't, I don't know why his
1: value around. I don't know why, yeah.
2: but like those are supposed to be like the top three picks right there. And, and I don't know about two and three of them. So uh, that's probably not good. Right. Um, we got time. yeah, so we I got agree. Time. I agree with Ryan. Well, so I'm willing to trade them, them now for a, a championship for sure.
1: Oh, for sure. No. And that's actually where I was going to even go with part of this answer is my mine, mine would be obviously hold the picks. If you have them, I don't think you're selling picks unless you're getting a stud that's performing right now to help you win. Like if you're, you know, if Garoppolo was your QB and you need a QB, maybe you <laughs> could send a first for hell. I don't know. I would say fields, but I think he's probably more than that now. I think there's a couple quarterbacks you might be able to get for that first, but even then, like, there's no reason to move a first right now. I, no. I would rather wait and see how the draft settles a little bit. Also, the the and Scott hit on this: the picks get only get better; they only right. go up in value. So I don't think there's any reason to sell now because you're literally losing out on value between now and the draft. Um, that being said, too, though, I mean, <laughs> there there is there's some always there is still some hype on the 23 class. So if you can sell a pick for high and and sell high on that pick go for it you know like for instance if you can get fields for a single first and someone in your league is rebuilding and they don't trust fields or they don't like the bears or whatever i mean you know what i mean but if they're willing to just give it away for one first go for it right that's kind of where i always say like every rule is meant to be broken Right. There's no, yeah, there's for no sure hard and fast way to play this. <laughs> Believe
3: me. I'm like breaking <laughs> rules left and right. And I'm like, I don't know. Okay, Something
1: else too, in, in a similar topic, and we can get into barrels question. Actually, let's do that. So he's, uh he's talking about, he moved Khalil Herbert and Damian Pierce and a 24 second for Derek Henry and a 24 third. I, what are your thoughts on this one? Scott, I'll let you go first.
2: Yeah, I just did the same. It's very similar. I gave up a first and a second um, for Henry as well in a, uh, in a league where I'm contending. So, yeah, I mean, that's basically the same value. I'd say Herbert's probably worth a second. Pierce is probably worth the first, whatever. You can fudge that whichever way you well, want. And- so, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's the right value for sure. And I'm definitely willing to do that. Uh, I think that's a great move and he can definitely put you over the top. He's one of those guys. if He just has a couple of huge games. He can, he can basically win it for you. So absolutely.
1: Yeah. We still like Henry, right? That's pretty much right, Matt. Like yeah. Pierce had a, a flash <laughs> in the pan where Pierce was worth, you know, two first, three first, like everybody was going nuts. And I cashed out. I know I I, probably one of my favorite series of trades where I kind of I traded away Damian Pierce for Najee Harris, and then traded Najee Harris for CeeDee Lamb and other pieces like that was the weirdest series of trades to go from Damian Pierce to Ceedee Lamb. I'm ecstatic about <laughs> That's that. Cool, I but like it. I know, right? Amazing. That was. I, I don't. There are other. There are a couple of little pieces, but those are the big chunks. Yeah. And I'm just like I, that'll never happen again. That was amazing. But um, a red paper clip about? to a house, right? That's right. That's, That's right. Yeah. What do you think about this trade, Casey?
3: I like it too. Um, when now, like, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, hello. The adding Henry to your <laughs> roster. Hello. I mean, that's only a boost. So you're, you know, you want to win, you got to go big, you got to get your guy and you got to make sure that, you know, it's Derek Henry. So there you go. Well,
1: and Henry but, is still Henry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this isn't. And, like, and, and it not... was funny
3: because a while back I was like, I mean, I can remember a few years back when people were like, well, if it's not PPR, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, Henry's bound. <laughs> yeah. You know, and now it's like, and I say people because I was also those people, you know, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, so it's okay then. You're, you're yeah, one of them. Yeah,
3: it's okay. We're, I'm one of them.
1: Awesome. Well, yeah, I think that's a good trade. I like that one, Beryl. So with that, let's get into our main topic of the night. And we were talking about this before we started recording. Every podcast you're listening to is pretty much the same version of things. We've done the news. We've done talking about strategy. We always like talking about strategy and we'll always talk about strategy. But the topic for tonight that we want to kind of at least maybe hit on a little bit is converting from redraft to dynasty. And I want to keep it generic like that because there's two thoughts here that I wanted to convert and talk about converting. There's yourself, converting yourself from Redraft to Dynasty and kind of making that leap. And again, plugging the the Get Real with Casey Kasem podcast. I'm actually going to be on that on an upcoming episode. We recorded it this week. It was a lot of fun. But in that conversation, of course, we talk about that journey. And it's like, well, that's actually something I think we need to bring up a little more in the Dynasty world. It's like, how do we bring in more people to this, this fun game that we like? So there's the, the converting myself and like how do I convert players? But then there's the question of like how do I convert my redraft league to a dynasty league? And so I kind of want to talk about both of these aspects while we're here. And I think, again, I don't hear anyone else really talking about this. I know there's a ton of dynasty podcasts that all try to do the same kind of thing. We're trying to zig when others are zagging. So we're going to do a little different since, again, week 14 is kind of a bonus week. There's really a lot of topics, but no topics at the same time. So I'll I'll kind of jump it off here first. I know when I converted from redraft to dynasty, it was more of I was the most active redraft player in my league. I was the guy sending trade offers every day, every week, and everybody was getting fed up with it. And I was like, man, if only I could do this after the season, if only I could do this in March, if only I could do this in June. You know, That was my favorite thing in, in fantasy football was trading. So for me, it was an easy leap. Finding the leagues is a little tricky. Um, I actually just had a a guy who's in my home dynasty league who uh, we were texting just before the show, actually. And he was like, well, I kind of like having one that I can focus on because, you know, trades take a while and finding out like picks and everything else. There are extra pieces to trades a lot more in dynasty and it matters a lot more. Right. If you mess it up, it affects your team for potentially years. Right. So I totally get the logic. But the thing I was kind of saying to him was. Well, joining your first is the hardest. The second one is that when well, I'm just utilizing those same skills and the same data points and the same sk- tactics and everything else, it's not really doubling your work. I just, like, it's like going from one to one and a half. And then three is like from one and a half to 1.75. You know what I mean? Like everyone you add on, and I'm sure, Scott, you can testify to this, with 40 leagues, the the management of it becomes, I don't know, easier, but also harder. Like it's it's more physical stuff, but the the thought process is a lot easier. Is that kind of where you are with this?
2: Yeah, pretty, pretty much. I mean, it just comes down to you got to look at who in the league is going to be interested in, in doing that. I, I essentially took a 20-year redraft league and turned it into Dynasty. And year one, we had like zero trades right. because people were like, you think it would be opposite, right? Because you'd be like, oh, everybody's so excited. These are all the active people, right? But then everybody was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know if this is a good trade. Well, I'm not going to make <laughs> a trade because I don't know if, the, you know, it's like, yeah. okay. so it didn't really go well uh, year one. But what happened was we started weeding some players out. Uh, I bought a Trade calculator subscription for the league, and I said, "Here you go. Like, let's plug in trades. Let's talk about it. Like, let's I like do, it. you know, let's, let's do cool. this together. All right. Let's all learn. All right. It's a home yeah. league. We know each other. Let's have some yeah. fun with it." And so, like, that's really the way that we approach it, and uh and that just opened it wide open. And now we're like, "You're, I think this is well. This is the trade I just did the Dobbins trade in, there in you this go. league, and so this is uh, and that was his first trade in the league." ever oh wow no it's not his he hasn't been in the league for four years but um yeah no he he hasn't been there (laughs) since the beginning but um but it was kind of the same thing he was new to it he was really good at redraft didn't really know about dynasty and all that and so now you know um everybody's into it because we're all kind of doing it together and it's still fun and there's some different payouts I love that. like the division draft and so like we just we do a lot of fun things and I think it just keeps everybody involved and like And then I go to each person and I say, what was your experience? How did you enjoy it? It's, it's a lot more work being the commissioner, but like, I think if you spend a little bit of time and you find out what people like and don't like individually, not just in the chat, you know, you throw it in the chat, there's, there's going to be some asshole like me who dominates it with whatever they want, right. And convinces (laughs) everybody else that that's the best way or tries to anyway. Um, but if you go to them individually and you get your thoughts and stuff, and then if you, if you just always let people know that, like, if it's not your thing, cool. Like we'd like to get somebody in here who wants to be in here, right? And so oh, and we that encourage is people rule number one. to leave. <laughs> yeah. um, if you don't because, want to be like, here, If you're be. not enjoying yeah. it, don't, like we're not enjoying you being here then basically, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess, it's not a, right. it's not a, you know, nobody's offended. It's just like, it's cool. If it's not your thing, it's not your thing. We appreciate you trying and, you know, let's go find somebody else, so. Those are kind of the general things that I that worked for me. anyway.
1: No, that's terrific. I think that's some good advice there, too. And and I know um, with the the first dynasty league I joined, it was uh, we kind of some friends of ours that weren't in a league yet together decided to join and do a startup dynasty league. Some of them were in leagues with each other, but I wasn't in, in with any of them. And so like, it was kind of a whole new group, really. And we did an auction startup and I would never done an auction, never done dynasty. So I, I must I messed that one up. I'm not going to lie. I did not do great in that draft. <laughs> It's just too much learning at once. Oh, you learned but, a lot. But I sure did. I went one in twelve that year, got the one one and ended up winning it the next year. So again, that's the thing I love oh, about yeah. Dynasty. I say this all the time. Like, <laughs> you're never totally out of it. No. And I I went productive struggle. I read all the articles. It kind of, you know, again, it just it makes it more fun in a way when you don't have to worry about winning. You know what I mean? Like some of my and I think everybody who's in Dynasty, if you're if if all of your leagues, if all of your teams are contending, I think you're missing out on some fun. Because rebuilding teams are some of the, my favorite leagues to trade in, my favorite leagues to talk trash in. And like, cause it's like, I'm, I know I'm losing. What yeah. I, I know, I go ahead, so you can walk just, all yeah. over me. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Cause there's no risk, it's, it's all reward, you know? And then what's, what happens next year? You do it again. Okay. Like, you're, you know, you're not, you're not talking trash like you're the leader. You're like, go ahead, guys, go ahead. So again, it can be a lot of fun. I know there's, um, there's one league that I joined as an orphan. And I named the team because I was listening to Cake at the time when I got the invite, and so I named it Reluctantly Crouched, which I thought was a perfect <laughs> name for an orphan takeover. Like I'm Reluctantly <laughs> Crouched at the starting line. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't really want to be crouched right now. I want to be running, and I just couldn't because the team is terrible, and I had to tear it down. And it's still not winning. It's three years later. I'm, still, you know what I mean? i like, was still having fun, but yeah, that's that's kind of the other thing is that in redraft you don't really get to have that rebuild attitude. You don't you know? have to. Ha- you don't get that experience. And I think a lot of times in Dynasty, that's been my favorite leagues. So I kind of want to use that as a talking point. But uh, what about you, Casey? What about when you converted? When What what made you, what allured you, what drew you to the Dynasty side?
3: Well, so in real life, like around my homies, nobody plays Dynasty. And I don't know a whole lot of people that even play. I mean, I know people that play fantasy football, but it's 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 not as easy as it is going on Twitter, right? So... I had been wanting to play uh, Dynasty for years and years, and I was just really, really, really nervous about it because I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be all these people that know what they're doing, and there's going to be a little old me who's only done redraft, and ah. And so, uh, uh, John Moser um, and John Bosch both were like, well, it was more Moser at first, but they both were a part of it. They came in and they were like, we're going to start this thing called Dynasty Origins, and it's going to be this Ooh. like yeah every it's a group of people that have never played dynasty together before and you're all going to play together right and they're going to help us and do all that stuff so so that was really cool but i'm not in i after the first year i was like this is because i wanted to be in a league (laughs) with people that i knew yeah and being in a dynasty league with a bunch of people that i didn't know and that were brand new to it as well that were you know hesitant about wanting to trade because they didn't want to do the wrong thing and um, it can
1: be tricky. It
3: it, it it And so I was so nervous. And so when they kind of talked me off the ledge and were like, hey, we're going to kind of hold your hand and kind of guide you through this. It made it a lot better to have them. And then talking to, a, every, a, you know, everybody that played Dynasty already that I knew from Twitter were like, listen. And so I was like, you know, I'll, I'll give in. I'll give in. And I was writing for Fighting Chance Fantasy at the time. And I was like, I'm going to make this into an article series. It's going to be about my first time playing dynasty and beautiful you know so that was fun and um what i actually went and pulled up because i got the biggest thing that my dynasty playing buddies have conveyed to me to help me deal with no trades because nobody wanted to trade is that everyone thinks that their team is the best when they first draft (laughs) so (laughs) i get that because that's how it is in in redraft league so i can totally see it being hard so um that's kind of how i ripped the band-aid off was just not even trying to convince my home league to turn into a dynasty league, just, or anything like finding people around here. I was just like, what's up internet? Let's go.
1: No, I like that. And you're hitting on something else too, is that you got to have the right group. Um, I, I have said this from day one, like you, you kind of, in my opinion, anyway, when I, when you're jumping from redraft to dynasty, I I would not, I would not advise someone jumping in and taking over an orphan as their first dynasty team. I would not advise someone joining a random safe leagues league as their first dynasty league. I'm not saying you can't, I'm just saying I would advise that I did all if (laughs) I was that. Well, I know, I know, but Scott, you're also kind of crazy and not everyone is crazy. Um, At the same time, I will say if you, if you can't find friends that want to play it, then yeah, go that way. That's fine. But I'm saying at least ask around, like at least check Mm -hmm. and see. I think a lot of times too, um, dynasty itself can be, it's a niche within a niche, right? I mean, fantasy football is already a niche. But if you have dynasty fantasy football, kind of some people think it's a little bit intimidating or they're, you know, don't, they don't want to be overwhelmed or they don't want to, you know, have to deal with things in the offseason. I mean, even in that home league I was talking about, we pretty much shut it down from the Super Bowl to the draft just to give kind of compromise to everybody. Like you can trade, but there's no waivers. There's nothing else. To, like it literally the league kind of goes to a hibernation mode. Right. And it's like that's sort of guardrails in a way like there's there's you know, that's fine. That's fine. You can come up with ways to make that happen. but. Ultimately, the goal is, in my opinion, anyway, the goal is to get as many people over to the dark side as we can. <laughs> yeah. um, with that, I guess, have, have either of you ever converted a redraft league to Dynasty? I know, Scott, you mentioned you're doing that that one. Hey, Casey, have you ever done that?
3: No, I have not. And, you know, I would like that. but. I, it's just so hard and it's, and, and, tough. And it's so yeah. hard to convince people because we like we were talking about about the fear of the unknown and all that other stuff and I I'm sure if I talk to the right people but I've been talking to the wrong people
1: I guess oh that's not it's not even <laughs> that you're talking to the wrong people you just gotta talk to different people yeah I think you're you're kind of in an interesting boat there getting in with John Bosch early on like that's man that's just uh that's the black diamond course on the snow hill you know what I mean like John yeah, I got in one around. of his
3: leagues like the second year or third year I was playing dynasty and I was like deuces after that <laughs> first year. I was like, I, cause you have to learn that not every league is going to be a fit for you and you can't feel yes. you. I know it's hard to, to tell somebody like, I don't want to be in the league anymore or it's I, sorry, it's just not working out. I don't have the time or whatever. I know it's, it sucks, but once you find your right, Fits, you're gonna want to stick with those, you're not gonna want to, you know. So, I love John to to death, but you know, sometimes things just I don't have time for all that. I
1: was gonna say, of all All the people though, Bosch understands that more than anyone, yeah. That's right, right. that's what he said.
3: He, I mean, he told me like a million times, like, don't Mm -hmm. even worry about it.
1: Now, when he was on our show, we we obviously had a couple different heated discussions at times, but I think the one thing I always love about (laughs) John is very, he's very honest, yes, he's very himself, (laughs) He, he is not hiding anything, he's not holding back, like. He's like, if you don't like the league, great. We'll find someone yeah, that doesn't does a great, like, yeah, yeah, right? a a great care. Like, And especially as someone who commissions such uh, niche leagues within this mm-hmm. niche format, within niche fantasy, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he is, he is doing some things at the edges that I've never seen before. So for him to even be like, yeah, I get it. It's not for everyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the brainchild who created the eliminators and the scoring there, which is just the craziest thing I've ever seen. That's John Bosch, right? Like he's amazing. I love that guy. Um, that being said, I guess I haven't I haven't had any luck really converting my home redraft league. Every year at the draft, I bring it up because they know that I'm in Dynasty. They know that I have a podcast and all this. But I'm always like, why aren't we doing Dynasty? It's a one keeper league. Um, I'm like, why don't we add a little couple more keepers? Like, let's do three keepers. Let's you know, let's turn it into Dynasty over the course of yeah. a couple years. And that's kind of again, Beryl, who's listening along tonight. Appreciate you joining us here. He says the same kind of thing. Like, I wasn't one that baby stepped into it three player keeper, then two years later, flip the full dynasty. I think that's probably the easiest way to convert normies to this Mm -hmm. crazy hobby that we have. Um, Because I think if you start adding a couple more keepers, then it becomes like, well, what's the difference between three and five keepers? Like, okay, that's a little like just just give me a little more. And then by then you're addicted and you realize, why don't we just keep the whole team? Oh, yeah, that that seems easier. You know, like it's just a simpler (laughs) launch. Right. But anyway, anything else you guys want to bring up on this? I know it's kind of a, a nebulous topic, but I think there's a lot of different threads we can unravel if we wanted to.
2: I think it's the, one of my favorite things is to introduce people to Dynasty and just watch as it takes over their lives. And then their <laughs> wife <hate laughs> and me. And they're like,
1: what? And, uh, <laughs> didn't yeah, know.
2: But it is absolutely crazy that like, there was this guy that uh, my wife used to work with and he's, you know, a funny guy, right? He's always making comments on Facebook and stuff. And he posted something about fantasy football. And like, so to this day, I've still never met him in real life. Okay. Uh, but I've interacted with him for like, eight years or whatever. And, and I was like, dude, I don't know why you're doing stupid things like that. You should play real, you know, like dynasty. Right. And, uh, so then he like messages me and I get him in a league and now he's in like 12 leagues. He, he was a teacher. I don't know if he still has a job. He's just a total degenerate. now. He's just like <laughs> he so deep into job. it. Like it's, it's crazy. And, uh, it's, it's actually really funny, but it's, it's fun when you can do that with people, especially I have a couple of close friends that have gotten really into it. And, uh, and that's really fun because like nobody, yeah. nobody really gets that, you know, like Casey was saying, like for so many years, like in my personal life, it was like, people were like, you play this, you football, you know, like it was yeah. like, it wasn't like a, a thing. But, down you know, upon now, yeah. now. Now yeah. it's like, oh yeah, yeah that's so awesome. <laughs> you know, and everybody wants to yeah. talk about it. Right. So it's, it's fun. I, I, so I would just tell everybody, you know, listen, if you have somebody in your home league or your redraft leagues or whatever that you think would be a great fit for Dynasty, like invite them to join a league with you, invite them to co commission a team or fill an orphan in one of your leagues, like get them into it because it is a really fun thing. Um, you know, and for the most part, pretty, pretty harmless. There could be worse things. Right. So,
1: well, I, yeah. And that's actually how I got my, my buddy, Adam, he's a commissioner of that home league I'm talking about. And we had an orphan in, in that dynasty league. And I was like, he'd be the perfect fit. And he loves it. He's a big fan. Um, that being said too, though, I actually had a conversation with, uh, my wife's cousin, I think technically, I don't know how that relates to me, but, uh, where I was talking with him and he said something about like, Oh, are you still doing that fantasy football stuff? And I was like, yeah, I'm still doing that fantasy football stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm, and all this. And then he was like, yeah, I think uh, your wife told me that you were on the radio. I'm like, yeah, I was on Sirius XM one night. He goes, wait, but for fantasy stuff, like that, that doesn't make it. Any... Like he just couldn't wrap his head yeah, around it. And I was right. like, well, I was like, well, to be honest with you, like I write a lot of you know dynasty stuff. And he just he's like, what's dynasty? And I, you know, he's one of those guys that's in like a ten team non PPR start eight kind of fantasy league with his guys at work, and they draft, and no one does anything. You know what I mean? Like it's just that's his experience. That's his, that's his knowledge of fantasy. And I kind of blew his mind at the, You know, after 20 minutes of talking to him, I'm like, okay, imagine this, you draft a team and then you, you only draft rookies thereafter. And he was like, well, what happens to the players when the season's over? I'm like, they don't go anywhere. They stay on your team. And he goes, why? I'm like, hear me out. Seriously? You get to use yeah. them next year. Have and he was just like, the NFL? I was like, why do you think they call it redraft? You redraft, you draft every mm-hmm. year, right? Mm-hmm. What if you didn't? And he was just like, I never even thought of that. And it was kind of interesting talking to someone who was kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum for me to realize that's how a lot of people are just like, they've never even been exposed to this, right? you know, and sometimes just opening the door and, and they can see inside the room. They're like, I went in there. You know what I mean? Like sometimes that's all it takes. Right. Um, at the other end of that spectrum, I know I've talked to people who have been playing fantasy for 20 years that are like, no, no, no. no. I, I I suck at trading. I, I hate injuries. I don't like dealing with stuff in the off season. Just let me redraft a team every year and I'll kick all your asses. You know what I'm like? That hasn't worked out yet. So good luck with that. But at the same time, like I I've said this to so many people, I, I am so much better. Like I said, this to you Casey so much better in my redraft leagues because of dynasty. I never have to turn off the engine. I never have to stop, you know, exercising that muscle. I'm constantly plugged in. I know everything. Like I can't even tell you how many times somebody will chat something in our, our group thread. And I'll just be like, yeah, I heard that three hours ago. Right. That's how in tune I am with things like three hours is still like nothing. You know what I mean? But to me, it's like that's old news. Right. Because like I'm (laughs) up to speed. And then in the time, the draft comes around and players get drafted. And then we're at our fantasy draft in August. And I'm like, oh, he's actually not getting starter uh, starter reps. And they're like, how do you know this? I'm like, how do you not like what? You know what I mean? Like, what are we kidding? Like, so anyway, I think I just want to keep putting that out there. Like anyone who is on the fence, if you're listening to this and you haven't played Dynasty, I don't know how you found us, but welcome. Uh, but if you're listening to this and you have friends that don't play Dynasty, maybe that's a way to do it, too. And say, I am significantly better at fantasy by doing Dynasty. If you want to get better, maybe that's a way to do that. You know, maybe that'll convince people because I do think winning tends to help. <laughs> right. Like you can say, yeah. like, hey, you win more, more money, less problems when it comes to fantasy. So with that, any other topics, anything you want to bring up, Casey, any other points you want to make here?
3: Not really. I mean, the the home league that I'm in that I would even consider like going dynasty with is a group of women that i've known for a really long time that i started the league because i wanted to get women involved in you know more involved in fantasy football yeah and it's super dope but like every year we have like two or three new people it kind of switches out because people are like hey it's not for me and that's totally cool so then i'm like okay well if it's not for you and it's you know i don't want to do a dynasty league and all that. And plus, I don't want to commission Dynasty League. No offense. Oh, I, I like Russ God, Fisher just doing horrible. everything for me. So yeah, it's, you know, it's tough. Know, it's really. it's yeah, tough. I, I do don't, too. I don't, yeah, I'll just stick to my ESPN redraft home league with people <laughs> that haven't played, you know, Dynasty ever Well, so.
1: Barrel, again, in the chat, you're bringing up a good question. I almost thought about bringing this up, but you don't have to play in 12 team leagues, especially in Dynasty, right? I think this is a good point. What is the smallest Dynasty League you could, you think I could get off the ground if I had some interest from in work league mates? Eight? I think eight's probably the floor. I don't think you want to go lower than that, but yeah, if you I, did two quarterback and like two tight end, something yeah, like that, I think could you, could you could make it
2: interesting. You know, you could,
1: yeah, yeah. I think eight's probably where you want to go, especially if you've got enough people to get eight, you could easily add. And I've seen this, I've seen this talked about, I think it was on the commission impossible podcast, where they talked about adding from eight to 10, like in dynasty. How do we do that? Like, is there a, like an expansion draft, like, how you know, how do you decide that? So there could be some logistical nightmares that come from that. But the easiest one is always just redraft your dynasty when you get to 10. I think there could be some value in that, right? It may suck for some teams and may be great for others. You might lose some, maybe you start a second team. There's a whole bunch of ways to, So I wouldn't worry about that. At the same time, if you only have eight players, that's great too. I'm actually in a couple uh, 14 team leagues and one 16 team league. And then obviously there's some Bosch leagues where there's like a hundred teams and it gets really weird, but That's different. But I'm saying like the the different variety is kind of fun, too. So if you're an experienced dynasty player and if you're listening to this, you probably are, um, you know, starting an 18 league with your family or with your friends or with your workmates could be a nice new challenge for you to be like, hey, now who do I start? I've got three. I've got Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley and Derek Henry, and I can only (laughs) start two. That's a different decision. You know what I mean? Like that's a different process that you're using, that you're probably not using that muscle in most of your normal dynasty. leagues. Well, unless you have a dominant team, of course, which would be great. But. Point being, yeah, I think eight's a good starting point. I really do like that. So I think that's actually a good way to to branch people in too. Is just start small, don't get too aggressive, and grow. Nothing wrong with that. All right, I think we've I think we've done a good job with it. I like where we've covered that. Good job, team. Excellent work. Um, before we move on to our favorite, find me a trade segment, we're gonna get into the listener league updates. <sighs> Again, we're we're getting to the stretch here. Uh, Dynasty Junkies won. Rocky and I won both of our matchups in week thirteen. Back to the top finally back in first place there which was a couple weeks off but that's fine and then scott is definitely eyeing bijan i know you mentioned that last week or at least it was on the sheet bijan it's like you're, you're pretty much locked in i think um you lost another one you're five and 16 after in 12th place after last week <laughs> let's go i think you're sitting pretty like you're sitting pretty yeah except now that i
2: think about it do i even have a first round pick in that league probably not. oh
1: that's always the trick isn't it i can't <laughs> tell you how many times I've i don't even that know honestly first. i have no idea. We'll look that up for next week. But in uh, Dynasty Junkies 2, which is the 14-teamer that we started, uh, Andrew Ember crushing it, number one seed without a doubt. He's been on a roll this whole season uh Rocky and Scott were the worst in week 13 getting 0.6 from Mo Cox and a goose yes. egg from Sutton let's move that pick well up done. we definitely have
2: our first round pick yeah
1: way. that one yeah that one you do uh me and Bobby which again Bobby is kind of bowed out of that team and and for right good reasons nothing negative just he, you know he's letting me manage it which is going to be entertaining but I'm giving <laughs> him some of the nod this year me and Bobby won unfortunately and are now in 11th place I'll be honest I, I don't know how we won I, I'm still setting the best lineup I'm trying you know we're putting the best players forward that we can. And that's we right. just got lucky that's that right. they blew up happens. So we're just yeah. ahead of Rocky and Scott. So because they're in 12th out of 14, uh, but this week will definitely determine the top of the draft order because the bottom five are all just five victory points apart. That's so crazy. there's a lot yeah. of movement at that bottom, at the top of the draft at the bottom of the standing. So that's, that's, that's one been more really Come really fun on, one more loss for you, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I bet we win again. Cause we don't need to, that's going to be great. Anyway. Um, so that's that's pretty much the listener league updates. I definitely wanted to cover some of that because I think it's entertaining. And again, Andrew, and we're just crushing it, so I got to give him a shout out there. But well, with that, let's... there was uh, we did have a trade. We did have a trade oh. that I'll mention real quick. Go
2: for uh, it. In I believe listener league one, I believe. Yes. I think so.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah, maybe. Um, I made another trade with Jerry Shea. Ff uh sorry that's yes. our guy jerry shea uh and i looked back and we've actually made three trades throughout the year that i put them all together and they still work as one it's pretty awesome actually oh nice and so we've con- we've consecutively helped each other here It's we're going in opposite directions uh but i gave up Devonte adams and got dj moore a 23 second and a 23 third and so i definitely feel like that's a little bit light because i mean adams is just such a stud but Uh, and I don't even like DJ Moore to be honest with you, but at the end of the day, when you're the worst team and you need to rebuild, uh, you need to get younger and you need to get picks. So, uh, that is exactly what I did right there. And, uh, so yeah, Jerry Shea, another, another great trade there in the books, but making those trades in the junkies league, like, like we talk about, it's, it's actually happening right there.
1: I thought you were going to talk about the other one in, in, in junkies too, actually the one that I thought you were talking about where you and, uh, you and Rocky gave up Marcus mm-hmm. Mariota for a twenty-four second on Tuesday, right <laughs> before news broke that he was going to be benched after <laughs> he comes back. And, and it was everybody was talking about it in the chat, like I just traded a twenty-four second, and it was just like, oh yeah, that's terrible timing. So Policy Grunks huh. kind of got the raw deal there, but we'll see. Maybe oh, all right, buddy. I did not have anything second. to do with that. <laughs> no, no, that was, i think that was i think it was it felt like a rock nothing train, at all right up, yeah. mm-hmm. but the timing is what was brutal to me like literally like yeah. the, the next day oh, even that today, is crazy you
3: know, oh my god my heart yeah i would be like oh
1: That's yeah. just unfortunate so not yeah cool. that, was, that was not great but <laughs> oh, man. it happens it happens you know that that that's fantasy yeah, that's for nice. you you got to ride that wave yeah that so we feel easy. for you on that one gronks but and i think i've seen some other people mention that too i know first like for instance i traded I uh, traded away Geno Smith and Rondale Moore, and I got back... And this is a week 10, but I traded away Geno Smith and Rondale Moore, and I got back Davis Mills and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And again, looking back, that trade is terrible. Like, what was I doing there? I just wanted Gino off my team. I thought got the floor was one went cry. to IR. <laughs> exactly. So it was just like, well, that was a terrific loss of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're trying to get a better pick, then you did it. I mean... I don't have my own first the league, so it doesn't matter. But still, oh. I, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I, it's just, I don't know. Anyway, uh, with that, again, appreciate everybody playing in those leagues with us. Uh, it's always a good time. And now we're going to have a fun playoff run. We're going to see what happens there. But with that, our final segment of the night.
0: Find me a trade. Find me a trade.
1: Didn't play right the first time. This never works. Right. Anyway, find <laughs> me a trade this week submitted by Rocky, our uh, co-host with the no host. Uh, it's hard finding leagues that don't have trade deadlines. You know, we're we're at week fourteen now, heading into it's week fourteen. This thought. is it's tricky. Uh, some of the teams I'm reaching out to people on Twitter. If you're listening to this and you get a DM, I'll, from me, please I'll give respond.
3: you I'll give you one next. Please do. I, there, you can submit there. it yeah. in a form. That'd it be great. Water. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: we can. We love them because at this time of year, it gets a little harder, and and it's also because some of the stuff that we have is submitted four or five months ago, and it just like you know, it's hard to mm-hmm. kind of come back to that. So if you have a trade or you have a league, I should say, that doesn't have a trade deadline, please hit us up. But this one, I thought it'd be kind of fun, too, with Casey coming in here. And, and obviously, we're all part of the DAP network. I was like, let's keep it in family for a minute. Uh, and I was like, well, so Rocky, sent us a trade Addicts, trade, trade Addicts League, I should say. And he sent us one that actually had Casey in it at first. And I was like, well, hang on. That's going to be tricky. So he Hard. sent us his Trade Addicts <laughs> 10 team because mm. that way we can be a little bit unbiased. And again, Trade Addicts Leagues, if you're not familiar, go listen to Trade Addicts podcast. They talk about it a lot. but. Uh, if you want to actually, Scott, are you able to pull up the league? If you're not, I can do it. it. Perfect. I'll read the settings and everything. So again, 12 teams, super flex PPR, additional 0.75 tight end premium. It's pretty heavy on that one. Uh, it's got my favorite kind of starting. It's start 10, one QB, one running back, one receiver, one tight end, five flex and a super flex. So this is one of those leagues where you really only need one from each position, which is phenomenal. And I'm a big fan of that. Um, but at the same time, the, uh, the Superflex is in there also, so you get that. 32 roster spots, 10 IR spots, 17 taxi. And then Rocky's thoughts, he says, I have a good team here. Best all-play record, third in points, but there's like five or six to good to very good teams, but not dominating There as we head into the playoffs. Only eight and five because of some of the bad head-to-head luck. My team is probably a little better than that. I'll be honest, looking at this team, I was shocked that it had the best all-play record. I was like, this team does not seem to me uh, to I am be the as best. Well, rocky. I was like, I, what? You know what I mean? Like, huh? Like, I just, I don't know. I was a little confused. Let's put us back on the screen for a second. So, if you want to read through the team there, uh, Scott, we'll kind of yep. walk through our trades.
2: All right. So, quarterback. Uh, this is a very rocky quarterback room here Tom <laughs> yes. Brady, Matt Ryan, Taylor Heineke, and Kyle Trask. Uh, running back. Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, Madison, Deion Jackson, Joe Mixon, James Robinson, DeAndre Swift, um, Kyron Williams. So you got you know an assortment of guys there. Uh, wide receivers pretty strong. Marquise Brown, Stephon Diggs, uh, Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore. Um, pretty much those are the worth mentioning guys there. Tight end Daniel Bellinger, Harrison Bryant, Gerald Everett, Dalton Schultz. So pretty decent group in in this scoring um Schultz for sure anyway and a per for game on IR Carson Wentz and Sterling Shepard and on taxi squad Bayless Jones Montreal Washington Chigakonkwo and Cole Turner so yeah if I saw this roster I would say probably in the middle just based on those running backs and receivers but without an elite tight end and without really any quarterbacks um, yeah it's yeah. it's it's crazy. But the, the top five teams points for are like all within like 60 points or something. So, I mean, yep. yeah, it's this is, it's it's really anybody's league. So those are the ones you got to just take a shot and go for it. Right.
1: Well, yeah. And I think Trade Addicts 10 was the one that where they drafted last year and didn't play the year. So this is an right. even weirder kind of thing. Like they drafted before last season, but it, they didn't play the season. They knew this was going to be the like first year. The beginning of it was like September season. or yeah. something of yeah. last year. Yeah. Right, right, but again, right. what a unique format to try to you know that's an interesting idea. And of course, John Bosch is in this league because that's just purely a Bosch move. But my thought process here, though, again with all of this, is my first thought when I saw this team was how are you the best all play record? But then again, I looked at some of the other teams and I'm like, well, everyone's kind of the best. I mean, they're all right there in reality. Um, but yeah, this is this is a rocky team in in literally and figuratively. Um, I just the the quarterbacks don't wow me. The, the tight ends don't wow me. The receivers don't. I mean, there's you got Diggs obviously doing great this year, and I mean after that, you and Moore both have been underperforming receiver. Or, sorry, running back. You got DeAndre Swift who's been kind of a ghost of himself, and you got Mixon who's been hurt a couple weeks. Thank God Swift for Aaron Jones and Neckler, but this year. Swift is yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked at that either. And I'll, I'll get into that with my trade. Actually, maybe that's the segue. So I'll go first then, right? So my my thought process, because I'm still talking anyway, when I thought process and I see this, is like I would like to get a little bit more depth at receiver to try to do, again, trade addicts, there's no deadline ever. So the thought process here is, well, let's see what I can trade and maybe make a move to get another piece to partner up with something. And I had a couple of different things that popped through my head, but I was like, all right, I'm going to send DeAndre Swift to the reborn for Ramondre Stevenson and Nico Collins. And the thought process here is I'm not hundred percent sold on Swift. I'm not hundred percent sold on Stevenson or Collins either, but I do think Swift still has some name value. I think there are some people that still are optimistic about him. I do think he can still get some points, but it's pretty clear to me anyway, that Jamal Williams is their goal line guy. And anytime you get within the five or 10 yard line, they're going to give it to Williams over Swift which means Swift has to break a long run to get it. He can definitely do that. He's got the talent. He catches passes. It just limits your upside. I mean, if you're going to go, you know, five carries for nine yards and a touchdown, great, I guess. It's just, I don't know. It's not someone I want to lean on. And Ramondre is actually crushing it right now. So, and I said in my notes here, it all hinges on whether or not the reborn thinks Swift Swift is toast or not. If he thinks Swift is toast, then you might need to add a piece to this, like a third or a bench receiver or something, you know, in return. And then if he doesn't, you might be good. You might be okay. That might be enough. I know the calculators right now, some of them have Varandre over Swift by itself, which is kind of mind-blowing to me because I think most rankings have it the other way, at least in Dynasty. But kind of depends, again, where everybody's at a little bit differently in valuing players. Casey, I'll kick it to you first. What did you think about my trade here?
3: I like it. Um, Give me just a second. I was making a note about something. Oh no, that's
1: fine. I was, I'll add this too. like the other thing I was going to say, this is like, I I wouldn't mind doing this instead of Deandre Swift for like Deandre or DJ Moore or Terry McLaurin instead. Like if you, if you kind of want to get another running back to your roster, but you've got four starters. I mean, I don't know if you need another. So my thought was to break Swift up a little bit and try to get a good running back back and then add another receiver piece. That's the thought process.
3: Yeah. The the thought process. I like it a lot. I think, uh, i mean when i looked at rocky's roster like i was like okay there's not really too much that i would want to tweak too much you know to yeah and yeah the thought process there i i can stand behind that
1: all right scott what do you think is am i off base am i right on track what do you think well i
2: pulled up dlf rankings running back rankings deandre swift is six and Ramondre Mm -hmm. stevenson's 21 so i mean Mm -hmm. they're not even close in ranking. So did you go to yeah. trade
1: analyzer though? Like it's, in the analyzer Ramondre. But in is the more.
2: analyzer, yeah, it's much closer. <laughs> so that's isn't that weird? That's crazy. Yeah. Um I mean I'm I still love Swift. So I mean I this is a trade that like I'd have a hard time trading Ramondre or Nico Collins like if I'm the other team but if I'm getting Swift I'd probably do it. So I think right. it's a it's a great it's a great trade that gives Rocky more pieces to maneuver. Um, and, and, probably as much, if not more upside. So, uh, nothing wrong with that. Um, I just personally think Swift is going to be like a league winner this year. Like, I feel like he's getting healthy. He looked really good last week. So I wouldn't be shocked. He just has that ability. Um, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he like got hurt and like didn't play the rest of the season. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it totally, I mean, that's DeAndre Swift. So, uh, you know, that, that's what you get with him. So, well, yeah, it's... I mean, I I, I like having the flexibility and, and more pieces to work with. Um, and I mean, I'm going to I would do this trade over my trade because I'll explain that.
1: Well, it, before I, before we move to yours, I do want to clarify, I, I could have sworn I had this looked up earlier And Swift is higher than Ramondre. So my apologies. I was wrong on that. Swift is higher. Maybe I had the wrong settings in there or something, but. Even on DTC, it's got Swift tire tire, but it's sure not it that
2: it's not that big of a difference, though.
1: Well, on DLF, it is, which I think is probably pretty far off from reality. But on DTC, it's very close. They're they're like yeah, less that's than what point, I hard, had. which makes that's sense. what I had it pulled up, in, yeah. and that's where I was. I don't know how I got. Maybe I had that flipped in my head. But in any case, my my thought process here is everybody in these leagues is pretty hardcore on things, and I don't know, uh, I don't know who runs the Reborn. I can't tell. I don't know who that would be. Yeah, but I'm guessing right. And I'm guessing that with all of the DTC players in this league, it could be a DTC person. And that was kind of the other Mm -hmm. thought I was like using the trade calculator a little there to you know throw a little bit of shade and see what I can do. But I think that's a trade that you could pull off. I don't think everybody loves that trade, but I think it's possible. So, anyway, Scott, let's get into your trade.
2: So, my trade is basically like a Baker Mayfield pass, like I just lock in on a receiver. And I didn't look off the coverage. I didn't look at, you know, any of the other progressions. Okay, I just, I just went this direction. Um, I mostly just wanted to kind of throw this out here for the listeners for kind of do something for next year. And I mean, this team is appropriate to do it with. Um, it, it's not, it's not going to help now. With it doesn't look like Jimmy G is going to come back. Um, I guess it's not hundred percent certain either way that he can or can't Um, but Jameis might be able to so my idea was we need to get another quarterback whether it's for this year or definitely for next year so send 24 second to uh, grid irony UK for Jimmy G or a 24 second to our buddy Paul for Jameis um, Mm. and a third and the the whole the whole thing here is with these quarterbacks he may not have a starter next season yeah uh, and he's still gonna have a pretty good team here so if I can give up you know a twenty four second for Jimmy G right now I don't think anyone would not take that why wouldn't you take that if you have Jimmy G would you not take a twenty four second like it seems like it's too much to pay um or same for Jameis too like why would you it, why would you pay a second for those guys uh, but at the end of the day it's i'm just banking on there are more spots next year than there are players and that those guys will be starting somewhere where you know even if it's just bridging to a young guy whatever uh, giving you some starts and then you're not using up your 23 draft capital either so you can still use that for you know another quarterback or trade up or package or whatever you need to do. Uh, but these are kind of some of the trades that i'm looking at from a bigger strategy standpoint of like this type of league where it's wide open, he could make a move to go win it all. That's, that's like Andrew's trade, make a move, go win it all. Right. Um, That's totally cool. That's, that's one thing you can do. Uh, But I want to look bigger picture too and say, I could be the first one out and I could have the one Oh seven. And so if I am, I want to look ahead to next year, maybe before other people are, um or maybe people just think well these guys probably aren't going to be starters next year so let me
1: you know
2: if if jimmy g starts 14 games next year and you paid a 24 second you're going to be pretty happy about
1: that well and and just to kind of put what you said in a different way i mean both of these you could do both of these trades right you could do the trade with swift to move all in and and do that's why i love this as a a secondary path at the same time parallel to the other one or you could use this as a launching point to say hey you know depends on how you feel about your team i know rocky's always very confident obviously and he's he's doing well he's best in all play like whether his team is good or not doesn't really matter if you're best you're best right whether it looks good or not doesn't matter if you're putting up points that's what matters um i think though i'm i'm kind of with you i liked the thought process here of getting ahead of the curve to add a quarterback to your roster without giving one up partially because you don't really have one to give up but also, right. you may not have any next year without even moving anything. Like you're you're going to have to make a move sometime. Why not start now? So I thought that was a smart move. Casey, what are your thoughts on this trade?
3: I Really, when I was the, – the quarterback situation was kind of where my brain was going too. So, um, yeah, definitely can see something like that. And, and there's so much going on in that league where everybody's so – you know, so close together that I feel like taking shots, taking risks, hoping that, you know, sometimes you have to do that to pull ahead of the pack. It's just yeah. what you got to do. That's exactly. so
1: true. And then why don't you get into your trade then? Cause yours is kind of in that same vein, attacking the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. I like
3: it. It is. And I've been <clears throat> going back and forth on all kinds of stuff. I'm still over here trying to figure out if that's really what the trade it would be that I would go with. But um, yeah, I like it. Okay. Well, I was saying in, in my thought process, I didn't want to go, one one for one, because I was like, I want to be more creative. But I was like, whatever, at the end of the day. Um, yeah, but it I'm it not- actually
2: accomplishes what Andrew <laughs> and I did, but in one trade. I'm yeah, simpler. Okay. like well, a more elegant expression here. It's, it's, yep. actually, it, it's perfect. So go for it, Casey.
3: I know it's a tight end premium league. I am a fan of Dalton Schultz. Uh, he's the best tight end that he has on his roster. I'm not going to lie about that and say... And I would trade, I don't know if I really would trade, I would be talking back and forth with the guy that has Geno Smith, so that's old Brad Lewis, okay? I would be talking back and forth with him, kind of gauging how he feels about that, but I know he has Geno Smith on his trade bait, so that's always a, a, a plus. He, Smart. So yes. go check that. Um I was thinking about, well, he's, you know, Rocky's got a bunch of good running backs, but Picking up maybe one of their backups would be helpful, you know, like Perrine or you, you know, because he's got mm-hmm. Eckler, he's got I don't, know, I don't have the list. Of what is he up? He's, got, he's Eckler, got Aaron Jones, Swift, Aaron Mets Jones, and, and yeah. So like Perrine or Spiller or Dylan, something like that. Trying to go, but I looked and all, every player or all those players belong to the top three guys up there, and I just didn't want to yeah. even make my brain try to make something like that work. I didn't want to I didn't always I don't know if you guys do this but I always think about what the other person is going to say and oh, just yeah. like make up my Oh.
1: She she's stuck in a really awkward position there. That's funny <laughs> as hell, in. Casey. There, <laughs> there she is. Go. She's back. I'm
3: right. sorry. Back. I don't know no, no, it's I fine. don't know what happened because I should not be connected to Wi-Fi. I should be plugged in. <laughs>
1: No, but just to, while you're while you're looking mistake. at that, yeah, oh you know, yeah, no, not at all. But I like so, your thought process here. Like, definitely sending Dalton yeah. Schultz is is a nice thing in a tight end premium for the t- the Gino owner. They're looking at that like, all right. But all I mean, right. even back to your point with the backup running backs, like if you're looking at that as the as the top three teams, why would I help you out? Yeah, kind of exactly. Logic, right. So like, That's I'm with thing. you 100. percent But yeah, if you want to keep going, now that you're back.
3: Well, yeah. Well, I was gonna, yeah. So I was just like, no, nah, I don't want even. If I had the time, I maybe I would sit down and do that. But I didn't want to do that. It's not my team. Um, so I looked at that, and and as a Cowboys fan, I I obviously I watch the games and and know Dalton Schultz is a talent. But at the same time, I also look at it from you know Blake Jarwin was a talent, and yeah, now we've got two other. Um, tight ends that are getting involved in the game as well. And I mean, Dalton Schultz, where's he going to end up is, you know, all this, all the, there's a lot of questions. And whenever there's there's a a lot lot of questions I like in the same, there's a lot of questions for Geno Smith too, right? Because he's 32, what took so long for something to start clicking? Why are you, you know, and this, that, and the other, but at the end of the day, like Seattle didn't know that's what they were getting and and it just worked out. So might as well write it if you're trying to win now, like. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like you can get a tight yeah. end in the draft or in a, you know, trade, make a trade. Well,
1: he's got other tight ends, too. And I mean, he does. So and that's another an thing. I was looking who, at the
3: tight ends, and like. tight ends. They're viable tight ends. They're viable tight ends. So, I mean, I think,
1: I think if, if I'm looking at this team, running back is where you have the most talent. Tight yes. end might might be second, because in my opinion, especially with this, where you only have to start one at each position. I, if if it was me, I would probably want to lean more running back heavy when I only have to start one, and just have one mm-hmm. receiver every week that I know I can start, and then fill in some flexes here and there. But like you've got Diggs, McLaurin, and Moore. If more. If Brown does something great, but those three are set it and forget it. The rest of your receivers are kind of junk. You need more starters. I, I think running backs where I would go if I'm content, yeah. and I think that's exactly where this is. Scott, any other thoughts from you on this one?
2: Yeah, I mean, I like the fact that not only are you addressing it now for this year and getting more points in your lineup, but then, you know, there's a lot of people that think Gino could be the starter next year, too. So then mm-hmm. you have a potential starter there. Um, and I mean, the thing about Schultz is like, I'm irrational about him because I had him stashed on so many rosters when nobody even knew who he was. Yeah. And so now <laughs> that he's too. like good. Now it's like, oh man, like I don't want to trade him. But then every podcast I listened to, it was like, oh, Dalton Schultz, they got to trade him. And it's like, what, why, why do you hate him? Um, <laughs> but, but Casey brings up why it's because they weren't able to come to a contract extension yep. agreement. And so we don't know, could he be someone else? Um, you know, and all those questions come into play. Right. And so that's where last week, that's one of the things that we talked about was uh, you know, people not understanding the other factors that create variables for fantasy, right? So contracts and, uh, you know, playing time and systems and all these different things that happen outside of the game that, you know, have an effect on these players. And that's where Dalton Schultz has the kind of off-the-field variables. Um, so I I think it makes a perfectly um, good trade that, that makes sense for both sides. And, I mean, I think somebody – if I had Gino, and I was that team, I would trade him for Dalton. Yeah. So like it, you know, it, it makes sense, right? Um, I I like it from both ends there.
1: Yeah, and I think like what you said too, Scott. Like it kind of does what both of us are trying to do, only simpler. Like <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Like so, well done, Casey, on that one. Um, I, I just wanted to say one other thing on this. I know Rocky will not take any of our, our advice because he thinks he's <laughs> better than us. But he's he's probably not editing this. He's just going to upload it, so we won't hear this anyway. Um, but Very with true. that, with that, let's kind of let's take a breather. Go ahead, Gacy.
3: Well, I was also going to uh, bring up that when I was looking at everything, I just wanted to make a reminder for everyone to make sure you check your IR violations. That's all, <laughs> all I'm going to say. I'm not going to call people out. But I'm just saying, I when it. I was looking at everybody's rosters, i love it all right (laughs) violations are a
1: thing yes
2: they are i have them too i'm sure but (laughs) then i i does russ not have turned on the lineup lock if there's a violation because oh i'm pretty sure i think he does
3: because i try i think i tried to do something yeah well i I would think so not allow it so anyway i'm sure he'll see when he sets whoever sets his lineup he's like oh
1: also, well, yes. the, yeah. the 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 violation is not a new violation, though. Hmm. It's for so Marquez think- Stevenson. So I'm thinking maybe was Marquez just cut recently from the IR. Like, that's the only thing I can think of. Is there a change there? Yeah, that would be know. interesting. doesn't know. really matter. In any case, in any case. Sorry, guys. Check your I didn't IRs. mean, always mean to be a idea. snitch. <laughs> OK, I'm willing. I'm willing to call it out. It's not a big deal. I'm sure Russ is aware uh, with that, though. Let's. <sighs> Let's wind down. Let's look at this yeah. and just say real quick. I mean, I I want to really thank you for coming on, Casey. I know I was just okay. on your podcast. It was an awesome time. I'm really glad you could return the favor and come on this one too. I do love your voice in this space. I think that we need more people with differing differing ideas, and we love having people on that can kind of bring a new experience, new exposure, new kind of thoughts and, and ideas and strategies and all that. So, really glad you can make some time for us tonight. Anything thank you, you. want to plug other than the obvious podcast that we've plugged a couple times? Go again if you'd like. Anything else you got going on?
3: yeah um first and foremost thanks both of you for allowing me to come on and talk fantasy football because i haven't done this in forever i haven't been on That's a right. podcast other than mine in forever you know so like thank you i'm a little rusty and i appreciate you guys just bearing with me but yes no you guys, and no, no one, one would
2: know no <laughs> one would know No.
3: y'all can uh you know like Andrew said, he is going to be on my podcast. It's called Get Real with Casey Kasem. You can find it wherever you listen to Great podcasts. Podcast. And it's basically, go. it goes behind the scenes of the fantasy football industry to kind of give you a look at people's lives and how they got started in the industry and, you know, tips and tricks too, for people that are just starting out or for people that want to refine what they're doing. I mean, I've learned so much from doing it. And so go check that out. And you can follow me on Twitter at the Casey Kasem. So that's what's up.
1: I appreciate that. And I love your podcast because it's one that they're evergreen episodes, right? Yeah. Like I, yeah. I like binging it. Yeah. I, it's one of those things that when I when I kind of get in a rut with the normal, you know, nine to five dynasty podcasts and everybody talking about injuries and I'll, sometimes it's like, let me take a breather and just go listen to like three episodes from last year of Casey Kasem's podcast. Cause it's just, it's so fun to hear the stories. Everybody has their own way in this. And I love mm-hmm. that you do that. And I love that you give uh, some of us anyway, a chance to kind of verbalize where we came from because it's always fun talking about that and remembering it too. So, oh yeah, yeah I'm glad we could get you to talk fantasy for a change though. That's always a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and again, hugs to your awesome, amazing partner, Sarah. She was awesome at the, uh, at the expo. I'm glad we got to see her, but again, you're welcome back anytime, Casey, anytime you want to talk fantasy, I'm sure we can find room. for you.
3: Yay. Okay. I'm going to hold you to that then.
2: No doubt. Awesome. Yeah. Not a problem.
1: All right, Well. Follow us at the Dynasty Junkies at Dynasty Junkies on Twitter. Uh, Follow the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, the DAP Network at DAP underscore network on Twitter. Uh, Follow us on YouTube. You can catch us going live like this. Um, You can follow me at Andrew Hall FF. You can follow Scott at Scott underscore Sidlow. Um, Rocky doesn't get his handle because he's not on tonight. That's the rule. (laughs) Um, Make sure that you uh, submit your teams. I know, Casey, you mentioned that before, but we're still looking for no trade deadline teams. So if you've got a team that doesn't have a trade deadline and you want to find help us, you know, help us out, help us help you find a trade, uh, you can find that on our Twitter. It's the the pinned post is our link tree. You can find it from there. Uh, we'll retweet it out again this week, but we're always looking for more submissions on that. Uh, prefer my fantasy league, but we're we're trying with sleepers, but we might have to ask you for your password and stuff. So keep those DMs open. Um, but with that, I'm going to kick it over to you, Scott, to take us out of here.
2: Yep, thanks as always to the homies in the chat
1: for stopping in. We appreciate
2: everybody who listens and has made this show so awesome. Uh, looking forward to wrapping up the Listener League. And again, get those uh, FMAT submissions in. Let's finish the year strong. Let's get a bunch of them here before uh, you know we get into a totally different mode. And thanks again to our sponsor, Manscaped, and our awesome read tonight from Casey. That's right. Well and, done, Casey. Again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was great. That was unexpected. And, uh. and we appreciate that. And so thank you for being here and doing that. And uh, thanks to Andrew for hosting and for Casey, for Andrew. I'm Scott Sidlow. Junkies out.